Hi friends, and welcome to the Oakham Church Podcast. We've done it, we've made it to season two. And during this season, during this short series, uh, we're going to be looking at Advent. As we start this season of Advent, it's not about counting down to the big day. Advent isn't just this tick-off list until we can finally get to Christmas when we can actually really celebrate. It's not about eating a weird shaped chocolate each morning for breakfast. It's a time to really cherish, particularly now more than ever in, in all that 2020 seems to have thrown at us. It's a time to focus on our longings. And I feel them deeply this year. And it's a time to focus on patience. And again, I feel that deeply this year. And the longings have been magnified. The longings have been brought to the surface and made more and more apparent during lockdown and self-isolations and and positive COVID tests and social distancing and masks and shops being closed and people losing jobs and, and our friends and family members being testing positive and having to go into hospital and even we've lost some people during this time. And these longings are just, as I said, magnified and intensified because of this season that we're in. But also that's been really brought to the forefront is patience. I have had to learn uh, in more ways than one and usually the hard way over the past uh, months and months and months that we seem to have been in this now since March. That we need to focus on patience. So it's a focus on longings and a focus on patience. And you see at the heart of it really this issue of longings is What Jesus asks so often in the Gospels, what do you want? What is it that you really want? When you stop and when all that other stuff that's keeping you busy and keeping you distracted, when all that fades into the background, when all that goes away, when you just stop and it's just you naked with that pearl, what is it that you really want? Because how we ask that question And also how we answer that question, how we think about this longing is going to seriously affect our entire season of Lent. See, we can take this just at surface value. This can just be a time waiting for Christmas to come when we can can celebrate, waiting for those few days when the lockdown um, kind of lessens a little bit and we're able to see a few more family members than we perhaps normally would. It can be that. And then we'll just go on and we'll smash into 2021 and nothing will have changed. Or we can dig in. We can do the hard, deep work. We can reflect. We can self-evaluate. And we can be quite brutally honest and open and vulnerable and available with, with with God, with each other and with ourselves. And ask the question, what is it that I really want? You see, this longing is bigger than the latest Xbox or PlayStation consoles. It's bigger than the iPhone 12. It's bigger than the He-Man Castle Grayskull. And this longing is better than dropping three dress sizes or getting six-pack abs for the summer. 
And this longing is more desperate than waiting for the next season of Stranger Things to come out on Netflix. It's bigger and better and more desperate than all of that. So Advent is about longings. But then also thinking about Advent as patience. What do we do with patience? Well, we need to be looking for practices that we can adopt that will help us to wait better. Because in this day and in this age that we find ourselves in, when we've got smartphones and Wi-Fi and instant access to everything and um, apps on our TV and uh, digital download content and instant everything and microwaves and click and collect and Amazon Prime Now and all of these other things that tell us faster is better, quicker is good. Having things now is better than having to wait. But actually we are taught during this time that it's in the waiting. But we have been conditioned as humans to not be able to wait. How often do you find yourself finding something else to do while that thing's loading or getting impatient at that red light when you're driving? We've been conditioned not to wait very well today. So what are the practices that we can adopt to help us wait better? Because if you think back, if you look, if you're honest, if you've ever prayed a prayer to ask for more patience, God won't just magically download more patience into your being. It won't be all of a sudden the next day you wake up and you're feeling more patient, no. God will give you people and God will put you in circumstances that means that you have to be patient because the way that we improve our patience is by being patient. The question as we've been um, working our way through lots of things really recently, we're looking at anxiety at the beginning of lockdown and then looking at these antidotes of it with with love and, and, and all sorts of other things, peace. One of the things that's been coming up again and again through the studies, through these messages, through the conversations that I've been having with people is that a lot of the time there's this, uh, there's this thing where it doesn't link up, where we read promises in the Bible or we think about things or we talk with other Christians or other people of faith about situations and we understand that there are promises that are made and there are things that, are, that should be happening in the way that we should be feeling and then we look out at, new, at the news or we read the papers or we go on social media and there is this disconnect, isn't there? So the question is, how do we live faithfully when what we believe about life and then what we see happening around us don't match up? There's an author called Frederick Buechner. He asks this same question, but in a slightly different way. He says this, how can you have faith in a world that gives you 14,000 reasons every week not to believe? That's the kicker, isn't it, sometimes? You can simply be just left saying, why? Or throwing your hands up and asking, how is this happening? So I want to read you a psalm. It's a psalm that we uh, covered on um, last Sunday. It's part of the lectionary readings during Advent. So this is for Advent um, week 
one. And as we read this psalm, we join with all thousands and thousands of Christians throughout the world who will be reading and meditating and thinking about and singing and and pondering over this same psalm this week. So we're going to read Psalm 80. I'm going to read it from the message. Listen, shepherd, Israel shepherd, get all your Joseph sheep together. Throw beams of light from your dazzling throne. So Ephraim, Benjamin and Manasseh can see where they're going. Get out of bed. You've slept long enough. Come on the run before it's too late. God, come back. Smile your blessing smile. That will be our salvation. God, God of the angel armies, how long will you smolder like a sleeping volcano while your people call for fire and brimstone? You've put us on a diet of tears, bucket after bucket of salty tears to drink. You make us look ridiculous to our friends. Our enemies poke fun day after day. God of the angel armies, come back. Smile your blessing smile. That will be our salvation. Remember how you bought your young vine from Egypt, cleared out the brambles and the briars, and planted your very own vineyard. You prepared the good earth. You planted her roots deep. The vineyard filled the land. Your vines soared high and shaded the mountains, even dwarfing the giant cedars. Your vine ranged west to the sea, east to the river. So why do you no longer protect your vine? Trespassers pick its grapes at will. Wild pigs crash through and crush it. And the mice nibble away at what's left. God of the angel armies, turn our way. Take a good look at what's happened and attend to this vine. Care for what you have once tenderly planted. The vine you raised from a shoot. And those who dared to set it on fire, give them a look that will kill and take the hand of your once favourite child, the child you raised to adulthood. We will never turn our back on you. Breathe life into our lungs so that we can shout your name. God, God of the angel armies, come back. Smile your blessings, smile. That will be our salvation. Wow, you can hear that, can't you? That, that could be written about our experience today in 2020. This psalmist is, is tapping into something that is part of the human experience. This longing and this need for patience and this kind of desire for hope. And that's the theme of this first week of Advent. And one of the problems that comes up that it's quite obvious is addressed in this psalm is whenever we get um, the relationship wrong, uh, whenever we act like we are the creator rather than part of creation, that's when the that's when the stuff hits the fan. That's when so much of the mistakes and the problems that we come across happen is because of that. Because we aren't the shepherd, we're sheep. We aren't the potter, we are clay. We aren't the king, we are the subjects. We aren't the gardener, we are the plants. But a lot of the time, we forget that we are creation and God is creator. 
Now, Advent is all about stopping and remembering, refocusing, recalibrating um, ourselves to the point of understanding that I am a creature, I am a created being, and not the creator. That's how we remain faithful in our here and now world, by remembering that we are creatures and God is creator. It's defining the relationship. And I love the slight change. It plays with it a little bit here in the message. The slight change in the name or the title or the way of addressing God each time. It's like it's emphasising and underlining who this restoration request is aimed at. It's like the, the psalmist is saying, this is who this is for. This is for God. And then if you're not sure who God is, here's another title to make you definitely sure who God is. And then if you're still not sure, here's another title so that you're definitely, definitely sure who this God is. It's like the psalmist is turning up the volume each time this chorus is repeated. God, come back, smile your blessing. That will be our salvation. God of the angel armies, come back, smile your blessing smile. That will be our salvation. God, God of the angel armies, come back, smile your blessing smile. That will be our salvation. Another version puts it like this. Restore us, O God. Restore us, God Almighty. Restore us, Lord God Almighty. It's getting that little bit more intense each time. It's getting that little bit louder each time. And I think that patience and repetition and persistence bothers us a lot more than it bothers God. You see, this constant kind of ongoing thing is, gets irritating for us when we read it, this repetition. We think, yeah, we got it. I got it the first time you wrote it in verse 3. I don't need it again in verse 7 and again in verse 19. But actually we do. But this repetition bothers us a lot more than it bothers God. This is a nagging, consistent, persistent psalmist writing a nagging, consistent, persistent psalm. Another thing that I noticed whilst reading the psalm and studying and thinking about this, we just don't brutally honest it is in places brutally honest the psalmist is about himself he's brutally honest about the history their past the people group that he's writing about and he's brutally honest about God just listen to the honest words from the psalmist he says hear us listen to me come and save us restore us shine on us return to us look and see Watch over us. Revive us. In our kind of Western way of reading and thinking about things, this could almost seem rude. This, This brutal honesty and transparency. But this is what God wants. God doesn't want our kind of whitewashed prayers. God doesn't want our nice words in our prayers. God wants us to be real. God wants us to be honest. God wants us to be open. God wants us to be vulnerable because that's real relationship. Another thing in the psalm is that this is rehearsing the story. And again, that's what Advent is all about. 
It's this opportunity to slow down. It's why over on um, YouTube and, and linked in the, the church's Facebook page each day during Advent, we're having these daily readings and these reflections and these thoughts and these questions and these prayers all the way through the Advent season. Not because God needs reminding. Not because I'm just bored and want something to do, but because I understand the importance, even in my own life, let alone anybody else's, the importance of stopping and grounding ourselves in what this means to us here and now. Because if we're not careful, it's going to be December the 25th, 26th, 27th. If we're not careful, it's going to be January 2021. And we'll have missed it. We'll have missed this opportunity that only comes during Advent. And then notice, I love the the flip in this psalm as well, just to finish with. For, For 17 verses in this psalm, the psalmist is asking God to commit. It's asking God to do something, to act. But then there's a shift. And in verse 18, the psalmist says, we will commit, we will do something, we will act. And how often do we do this? Making all sorts of big, bold promises to God or making big, bold promises to other people or even making big, bold promises to ourselves. But all the while, God knows that we're going to break them, that we'll fail. God knows As it says in that hymn, God knows that we are prone to wonder. God knows that we are bent on leaving the God we love. But our obedience comes from the God that we are called to obey. See, the truth from this psalm is a truth that we can grab hold of during this time of Advent, during this time as this week as we're focusing on hope. God knows what we need and God gives us what we need so this week may you really take the time to slow down may you really take the time to ask yourself those deep longing questions may you take the time to really develop this um, long forgotten skill of patience and may you at this season know that Advent is all about hope, grace and peace.